0: Cheerio and all that, welcome to Oh No, Ross and Carrie, the show where we don't just report on fringe science, spirituality, and claims of the paranormal, but we take part ourselves.
1: Yep, when they make the claims, we show up so you don't have to. I'm Carrie Poppy.
0: And I'm Ross Blotcher.
1: And in this episode, we'll tell you all about the spooky world of hypnosis and hypnotherapy.
0: But first, we've got a shout-out in the form of a limerick. We had four new donors who gave us $50 or more, and we decided, rather than bestowing a limerick on only the first, we'd share the wealth. So, you'll be hearing all four spread out over this episode.
1: How exciting. So, our first donor is Jagger Feynman White, who's also our first donor under 10 years old.
0: Well, under 10 years old. That kid's doing all right. We should also mention that his father, Jason, had something to do with the donation and has offered to personally speak sponsor a future investigation if we get colon cleansed.
1: Uh, which we're not sure about. Yeah, scared we'll the see. shit out of Carrie oh, just yeah, the thought of it. Sure
0: it is. <laughs> Speaking of shit, yes. um I think now we will have the explicit tag on this podcast. Oh yes, <laughs> so, yes.
1: We realized we've been we've been going commando thanks for a while.
0: To, <laughs> thanks to Harut, <laughs> a good friend of mine and listener to the show, uh, for alerting us that we could get pulled for our F bombs and yes, stuff. So whoopsie doodle. Yeah, we'll be labeling that shit.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so, our first limerick for Jagger. Yes. So, remember, his middle name is Feynman, like Richard Feynman.
0: That is a fine middle name.
1: Right. So, <clears throat> there once was a fine man named Jagger.
0: Who liked to hear podcasts host chatter.
1: His dad offered a bundle.
0: To clean out our bum holes.
1: Spoken like a true toddler's father.
0: <laughs> awesome.
1: <laughs> so, we decided when we were going over what to do this episode and we had a whole bunch of options and finally what we settled on was doing hypnosis yeah which i didn't i i knew a little bit about i've seen you know stage hypnotists and i had a psychology professor who could hypnotize people and i watched that happen but i'd never seen it in like a clinical therapeutic sort of
0: it seems like it's a valid thing that you can do on a stage Mm -hmm. But it, like, kind of requires a certain sort of personality. Mm -hmm. But I've never been hypnotized. And, uh, yeah, so this was totally new to me.
1: Yeah, you know, that's something that I was thinking about when we were going in was that when my professor had hypnotized the class, he started out with a group of over 100 people. And he ended up with only about 10 or so. That were truly hypnotized. Okay, so we're
0: looking uh, at 10% right there. Yeah,
1: right there. And I definitely wasn't one of them. In fact, I was one of the first people that he, like, eliminated as, like, oh, you're not nearly suggestible enough. Mm -hmm. So I kind of thought, how is this going to go?
0: I suspect I may be very similar.
1: Yeah, I know. I think that, too. We did, like, some very, very brief research. And it looks like hypnotherapy as a therapeutic process has has a much better success rate than placebo from... Mm From the studies that are done now, how much of that could be done by any suggestion without necessarily having to go under hypnosis? That's probably yet to be seen. Right. Um, there are things like cognitive behavioral therapy where you're sort of repeating things to yourself and sort of retraining your brain that mm-hmm. have the same sort of effect it looks like. Yeah, this is one of those sort of borderline things it sounds yeah. like.
0: So y- you did the search first and you were looking for... A class. Something we could take and learn about hypnosis.
1: Right. And one of the first things that jumped out at me was this class of self-hypnosis. Mm -hmm. and that seemed ideal and free
0: we like free
1: (laughs) so it's this school entirely for people who want to become hypnotherapists people who want to be nlp practitioners which Mm. is kind of a similar practice
0: that's neurolinguistic programming right for those playing along
1: and uh yeah they did these free classes on monday nights where they called them self-improvement classes and i kind of expected it to be this sort of a cell that would get you to take their more advanced classes that you have to pay for.
0: Because, yeah, why else would they be offering this stuff for free? And they had many other types of classes, too, like energy healing, uh, even past life regression. Mm-hmm. There was, like, a really wide range of things which made us go, okay, you know. Uh,
1: yeah, um, but, you know, I have to say I was really surprised by how much this wasn't a sell.
0: Yeah, certainly the person that uh, was our teacher was not actively trying to recruit anybody she was just doing her part to explain the yeah, self hypnosis and technique
1: and, and really like a self-improvement class it seems sort of like a service to the community yeah. In that way. We got there, and it was in the same space as the ear-candling place. It
0: was hilarious. You know, what are the chances? You know, we go to the – and it was just like in the same little center area. They weren't right, affiliated Right, like a little mini other. mall. But, yeah, like we kind of got, got there businesses. before we realized, like, oh, we've been here before. This is the
1: same place.
0: <laughs> so deja vu, and, pass regression, whatever you want. <laughs> we have been there before. Right,
1: and it was – and we were already late.
0: It was on the other side of town, and we were running late, bad traffic. And this place was like a jigsaw puzzle. <laughs> just <laughs> like. Made. How to get into it. It's like, you know, it could solve a Rubik's Cube, but getting into this place is impossible. It's like it's a, it's a test for your intelligence. Yeah, it
1: really felt like, oh, this is part of it. <laughs> right? well, like, They're like running all over.
0: It's on the third floor. Right. And so we took We this, could
1: see stairs. Right? So we so thought, we, haha.
0: We took up stairs. They got us to the second floor. Okay, well, here's elevators. Well, there's no up button. There's on no the up elevator.
1: button. So, what?
0: So we should be excused for thinking, okay, this elevator does not go up. So we keep looking. We find an outside staircase. which gets us up to the third floor but it's locked at that door and
1: there's an enormous painting that's like 15 feet tall just (laughs) laying against the door
0: right and we would have just taken that and called it a night it was very heavy
1: (laughs) it was you tried to lift it
0: right so uh, (laughs) so yeah we we walked around the other side and finally we tried the oh no we talked to somebody found
1: somebody and we're like hi do you know where the hypnosis place is and he's like upstairs take the elevator in
0: parentheses it would have said doofus yeah (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, we hit the elevator button, and oh, it does go up up. if you get inside. There's
1: just no arrow. So. (laughs) So we run up there. We run through this little area and get to the class. Mm
0: -hmm. Oh, and they warn you from the outset. There's a sign right there. "Uh, No cell phones. Turn them off.
1: Right, which we did. And we walk in, and there's a very attractive woman running the class.
0: Yes, very attractive woman teaching the class. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think I had a minor crush on her.
1: (laughs) And she was already writing this, like, insane diagram on the board. And, I mean, they'd been...
0: It was already there, yeah, and it had abbreviations up the wazoo. It
1: was very hard to...
0: Letters everywhere. Tell
1: what was going on, and they all numbers. spelled out cleverly spelled out little words like lard, lard, and liar. Right. Oh, and people should go to look at the pictures of that diagram. Where could they see those?
0: Probably like a social networking site, Facebook.
1: Oh, Facebook. Yeah, they, they should, should check put there, on there. Okay.
0: if they did search for like, oh no, Ross and Carrie. They'd and probably they'd, find if the they pictures. Liked
1: us, then they could see the photo Well, then
0: blessings would rain down upon them. True. Yes. True that. Yeah. So like already, uh oh, we're a little behind here. Right. Later on, she mentioned how hypnosis could be, like, how it was used for her personally to help her be on time for things. Uh, yeah, I know. I don't think she meant it as I like... I don't it. think
1: she did either, but I definitely felt like everyone's thinking about us. Yeah.
0: Though. Oh, we need that, don't we? <laughs> but, yeah, the th- kind of things that they were saying that they could help with are smoking, weight issues.
1: She mentioned several times that she used to be overweight and she lost mm, a weight. She's hypnosis. not
0: overweight now. No. Good looking lady. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. Yeah,
0: older lady, you know, right. not not in the ballpark or anything. I'm just right, saying, right. attractive lady. Yeah, well, mm-hmm.
1: definitely attractive. She mentioned that hypnosis is a normal state that we're in every day when we go, uh, when we wake up and when we go to sleep.
0: Oh, you know, like when you drive somewhere and then you forget, how did I get here? Mm-hmm. You know, and we all nod our heads appreciatively. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's hypnosis.
1: You're in a state of hypnosis when, right. so, when you're driving absentmindedly.
0: Yeah, so uh, I guess if you're not just in the process of active consciousness, thinking about thinking, you're right. in a hypnosis hypnotic state
1: also she mentioned if you get wrapped up in a movie you find yourself crying because you're just so enveloped in that world that that was a state of hypnosis too. Mm, okay, okay yeah fair so-
0: associate with that uh, she defined it up front that's great yeah. and and she made repeated uh, statements about how this is different than stage hypnosis that's a whole different ball game and, right and she would say herself it only works on certain types of people and those hypnotists are trained to find them. Oh yes, the stage
1: hypnosis, whereas yes. the self hypnosis or the therapeutic hypnosis works on everybody. Anyone can do, yeah, but yeah. there might, you know, might be a little more difficult for some people. Take a little longer.
0: I should mention that we were told in advance, like, oh, this class is really popular. It's going to be really full. And we came in. There were <laughs> five people there yeah. in, in like forty chairs or yeah. something like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So.
1: And that one girl who like really, really believed in it because she had used it for smoking mm, cessation.
0: She's very talkative. Yeah. She's more talkative than us.
1: Maybe. I,
0: I could tell the teacher was getting slightly annoyed with her because she like tried to talk over her.
1: Oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she's one of those kinds of people. Right, right. I'm sure hypnosis could help with that.
1: One of the things that definitely sticks in my mind that she taught us is mm-hmm. that the brain is divided into the conscious and the subconscious. And the conscious mind has 12% control over us and the subconscious mind has 88% control and if they vote the subconscious is gonna win every time
0: (laughs) right she said every time (laughs) which made Carrie's mathematical uh, neurons just blinker on and off ferociously
1: well wait a minute they win every time. What does 12% even mean yeah, yeah. if it's not effective they 12% went, of the time? Right, they
0: win 88% of the time. It was a very precise number too. It wasn't 90-10, right. it was 88-12. Right.
1: I had strong suspicions that these numbers were just sort of pulled out of thin air by some right. practitioner long ago and then passed down.
0: While she was saying that, I was you know, thinking know the back in my mind, oh, and 85% of statistics are made up on the spot. Ah, all right. <laughs> <Yeah>. but,
1: <laughs> oh, and she said that age eight is when we start to develop a critical mind that helps us weigh things. That
0: was another very important kind of definite statements she made there eight or nine yeah mm-hmm. so like all of our childhood experiences and attitudes about the world are really baked in at that point and I've heard things like that before. Yeah,
1: sure. Certainly kids are sponges. They're wired to take the word of their parents. And
0: after a certain point, then, you know, that is the substrate that you have to deal with in any person. Yeah, fair.
1: She also said it takes 24 hours for your subconscious to assimilate information. But then, this was one of the many things that she said that she got sort of halfway through the sentence and then said, I know this is a lot of information.
0: Oh, she said that repeatedly. Like, I don't want to overwhelm you.
1: Yeah, I know this is a lot. Right. And then sometimes she would follow up. I thought this was really cute. She'd follow up her sentences with, I know a lot about hypnosis. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Good, because yeah. you
1: teach it. <laughs> right, right, exactly. You're <laughs> Really cute, which of course, you know, just in case our listeners didn't follow, she she's is an attractive really cute. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I was going to underline that point, but I figured I'd made it clear. So while she was warning us that, you know, oh, I don't want to overload you with all this information, uh, she was also saying that she was going to let us out for a break at some point. And break. this was a, what, one-hour class?
1: Yeah, might have been an hour and a half.
0: Okay, well, anyways, it was a long break. When it she was did like
1: a 20-minute break.
0: Right, which gave us time to snap pictures of the room and kind of examine some of these uh, wall hangings. Mm-hmm. They had plaques up for degrees that they offered. Mm-hmm. And one was for NLP, NLP practitioners. Right, could probably be a whole different episode right there. Mm-hmm. And then guided imagery, I yeah. think, was the other one. And then on the other side, there were these posters for a stage Hypnotist.
1: Oh, I didn't see that one, which
0: okay. I thought was interesting, mm-hmm. given you know her kind of warnings about them, saying this is not what we're about.
1: Right, right, yeah, but and not that she was saying like stage hypnotism is bad or something. Just no. a whole different arena. And as
0: I found out tonight, that's actually you know kind of part of their coursework is that you do learn some of those stage hypnotism uh, um, right. techniques.
1: Okay. But we'll get there later. Yes. Yeah, so during the break, we, we also walked around the building a little bit. But yeah, oh, but, but, yes. What was there during the 20 minute break, Ross? Well,
0: Carrie's basic requirement in life hot drinks. A
1: hot drink?
0: Yay! That's the best! You got your tea.
1: Uh, coffee. It was, it was oh, you coffee. Got, oh,
0: coffee. Well, I didn't partake because I'm a good Mormon. <sighs>
1: Yeah. Oh, man, though. It was so great. And yeah. then, uh, yeah. And then you were hungry, and a very nice girl like let us eat a whole bunch of her food.
0: You know, yeah, well, there was one lady who had a bunch of grapes. Mm-hmm, and so I was eating good. the grapes. Yeah, like no one's business. I like me some red grapes. Me and too. and then there was like this kind of trail mix sort of thing, mm-hmm. which is good. and an, another lady like kind of responded afterwards or like, "Do these belong to anybody?" And we start eating them <laughs> And
1: then she's like, "Oh, those are mine. All right.
0: <laughs> but that's okay. you can <laughs> keep eating high. them. Yeah, there, there were a lot of people around, uh, all well dressed. I learned later on that there is a dress code there for people taking ah. the courses. So, you know, guys aren't allowed to wear jeans. Here, I've gone there twice oh. in jeans. Ooh, and um, And, you know, the women were all dressed nicely. A lot of really attractive women, by the way.
1: Oh, I didn't notice. I was so busy You're not being an attractive woman mm. that I couldn't uh, zone all well the out. Well played,
0: well yes. <laughs> okay, but yeah, a lot of people there, like, because they had a lot of classes going on. There's all these different rooms everywhere. And so you see kind of people through the glass in the door and they're, you know, doing some weird stage thing and they're televised something or other. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, my God. I just noticed this thing over here. What is that? Oh, what
1: is that? <laughs> there's
0: this crazy dead-looking guy we're, screaming. We're
1: at the Center for Inquiry, Los Angeles, and there's actually like a sort of hypnotist's wheel sort of It's for of thing. the
0: Tomorrow's the Time Machine show. Yeah, I bet if we spun that, it's like this kind of tie-dye version of a hypnotist's wheel. We mm-hmm. could probably mesmerize ourselves. We should
1: take a picture with it yeah. for our listeners.
0: absolutely. Oh, we will. Yeah. We promise.
1: So when that was over, we went back in. Um, and she started talking about past life regression therapy.
0: Yes, which she was initially skeptical about. Right. And which I'm still skeptical about.
1: Yes, me too. Yeah, apparently it's this therapy where they sort of put you in a hypnotic state and talk to you about your past lives, and they sort of come forward in visions. Mm-hmm. And um, this lady saw her past life as an Indian in a teepee. <laughs> yes. Where she was trying to save animals. animals. She was she was like hovering over the animals in the teepee. Okay. And then she realized that it was Cortez, who was yes. attacking.
0: Later on, right. she said she realized. But, yeah, she had said that she was very skeptical, and she said, well, still, I don't know quite what that was, but it was right. very real, this experience. And I guess the hypnotherapist, like, started with this uh, method of kind of looking at your feet after you imagine yourself right. in this place. So she looks down, and she sees these brown feet. And
1: she's, she's not brown. She's white. Yes, right. very attractive. And- <laughs> <laughs> right for an older lady, <laughs> so uh, at this point, she said she was going go ahead and give us like a, a guided meditation kind of self-hypnosis demonstration. And we thought,
0: here we go. Yeah, here we get our money's worth
1: the st- our free money's worth. <laughs> so she had us sit quietly and put our hands on our laps mm-hmm. with our legs apart. right. And so first she had us close our eyes and picture ourselves at the top of a staircase. right. And walk down that staircase slowly counting the steps as we went.
0: And she was kind of explaining things as she went along at this phase, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of what she was doing. But she had us imagine like this light energy kind of uh, slowly moving down from the tops of our heads, you know, down our spinal column. She's listing body parts and having Mm -hmm. this light swirl about them trying not to make this sound sexual <laughs>
1: it's impossible
0: yeah I guess so uh, anyways then after we'd walked down the staircase and we're com-
1: well wait wait Ross what did your staircase look like oh I okay want to compare staircases well first
0: of all both our staircases had 15 steps by definition because uh-huh. she gives yeah, 15 step staircases and mine looked like the ones from princess and the frog like where uh-huh. Tiana has this dream sequence and there's this ballroom so that's nice. what I was picturing you
1: so- know my staircase was immediately because she said something about it being like ornate or elaborate mm-hmm. or something so I I immediately pictured the staircase in the Titanic at the end of the movie when Leonardo DiCaprio walks up and Kate Winslet holds out her hand. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Or maybe that's reversed. But anyway, I don't know. So I pictured that, and then I got so distracted. I kept just thinking, like, am I Leonardo or am I Kate? I don't know. <laughs> Am I going to die soon? Am I already dead? Maybe I drowned. <laughs> oh, she's talking. <laughs> so I was...
0: Well, you picked the wrong staircase. Did she say something about like a chandelier or something? It was – well, it was fancy, whatever it was. Yeah, I was all I think, fancy Oh, I was dancers. adding my own chandeliers and yours clearly had chandeliers. Oh, yeah. But what she did add next was French doors
1: yes with like which trees out fucked outside. up my titanic Mine, vision. too.
0: dissolved right. and it had to change into a different one and line. then
1: yeah and then it became huntington gardens which is this this fancy That's place nice. in la yeah
0: yeah i just came up with like this new place with oh, okay. the staircase and french doors i'm good at this it, she was saying like some people have a really hard time imagining anything in their heads. And one of the gals in the class was saying that afterwards. Like, I wasn't able to see anything. It was all just black. Right. It was that very talkative gal with the smoking yeah. problem.
1: So we go outside through the French doors. We sit in the garden. We look at the clouds. Mm-hmm. And then we're instructed to sort of put all our negative emotions into the clouds.
0: Well, well, don't forget. Did I do the wrong
1: thing? Well, this is an
0: important <laughs> part. The cloud moves slowly towards you, which oh. is not normal. You know, oh. That doesn't happen in real life. So, yeah. oh well,
1: yeah, it does. can I mean, not real fast. No, no,
0: she's having this cloud like come oh. down from the ground and be like, "Here, hand me whatever you have."
1: Oh, I didn't picture it that way thoughts? at all. Put it in I the just cloud. thought she meant like moving toward me in the sky, and then I still like it. Oh, you it had up. to
0: like kind of throw them up. Well, you could hurt your arm doing that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, like, no, no.
0: This, uh, I'm pretty <laughs> you're sure you're getting
1: she, like choked by fog. Oh, yeah.
0: Well, at least my mental imagery, which I'm pretty sure <laughs> she suggested to us, was that this cloud kind of dipped down and came Yours to you. Yours is
1: freaky deaky. <laughs>
0: All right, I thought that was uh, you know part and parcel with the meditation With the hypnosis. Okay.
1: My goodness. Fair enough.
0: So well, we handed the cloud our negative our thoughts, yeah, and that was nice. Okay, I was mm-hmm. able to do that, and you know, this whole time, our whole bodies are supposed to be relaxed. And at first, as I was kind of doing that, you know, I was really trying to make an effort not to use any of the muscles, and so my neck was just kind of collapsing over the side. And I realized after a while, like this is not comfortable. Oh, I'm doing dear. it now; it's still not comfortable. So you know, I kind of put some muscles back in my neck to hold it up straight. But for the most part, you know, we're trying to be very loose and unstressed. Mm-hmm. As we are. So, yeah, it was nice.
1: Yeah, it was all very pleasant. I, I didn't feel like I got anything out of that particular experience. Mm.
0: And what she was saying, like, even while we were doing it, was that, you know, this is something you can do by yourself. And I thought, yeah, this is nice. I could see it being helpful.
1: It did remind me, because I used to take guided meditation classes, and it kind of reminded me of that, Mm -hmm. which I did find helpful. So it seemed kind of like a teaser of that experience. Mm -hmm. Since I had had that positive experience, maybe I was like, this is child's play. So then she she asked us if we wanted a tour, which was funny, because we're like, yes, we do. And then we sort of, like, pile up behind her, you and I, and we're like, we're ready for the tour. Yeah. And she she like starts filing papers and sort of walks off. And we're both like,
0: uh It's like one of those weird things uh, where like, yeah, she turns around and we're like bagging ourselves up still into there. the wall, you know, like we're following the leader, the leader.
1: And then and then I realized like, oh The tour she, comes later. she means they're gonna call us for a tour. I, I, uh, we're still okay, bye.
0: It took me a it took me a little longer, I think. I was still like, Where are we gonna go, pretty lady? <laughs>
1: Oh, that was great.
0: Wait, wait. I think we need another limerick.
1: Oh, you're so right. I have one right here.
0: Oh, well, why don't you read it?
1: This one's for Al Votica. <clears throat> there once was a man named Al. To rationality, he was a pal. He gave us some funds and married Carrie's mom, who is herself quite a gal.
0: <laughs> nice.
1: That's my mom's husband. Thank you, Al. Thank you, Al. And the next thing that we wanted to do was we wanted one of us to actually experience hypnotherapy as a therapeutic process. Right, But it's real expensive. It
0: sure is. My
1: goodness. Yes. And what's we, it going right? It, it turned out to be the, the base figure was like 120. That was like the cheapest. Mm-hmm. And they went up past $200 for an hour. And that's a lot. Yeah. For little old us. Anyway, we, we finally decided, okay, just one of us is going to do this. And hopefully they'll let the other right. one watch. I had, like, a complaint enough that I felt like I could do it and be honest about, like, something that I want fixed. Okay. So I start calling all these different practitioners, and I actually went through the school, which you would think would make it easier. It turned Mm -hmm. out it didn't, but that's another story of itself. So I ended up calling six different practitioners, finally landed on this one lady who had space for me, and she was $150 for the hour.
0: Wow. And that was really, like, the cheapest you could find? Or who that had, was available. Yeah, and who had
1: time for us. Yeah. Got it. So these people probably make bank.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, that's an indication right there that they're getting a lot of uh, clients if there's mm-hmm. that many of them and they're booked up enough.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, I was asking for I was asking for it on a pretty quick turnaround. Like, mm-hmm. can you do this in the next three days? I think it yeah, was. Yeah, that is pretty quick. Pretty quick. But like Still. that anyone's willing to turn down a $150 hour session means they're
0: pretty booked up. Yeah, 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 totally. Well, how much is like regular therapy?
1: Uh, Well, you know, usually people's insurance will cover it, mm-hmm. so it brings it down to your copay. Okay. But I think it can be up around there yeah sure okay i i call this woman she is able to make time for me and i asked to try to excuse you coming with me ross i right. said um you know i have this friend who's interested in doing hypnotherapy also but he's a little more nervous than i am so i wondered if he could watch and and then maybe see you know that it's okay oh
0: th- 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 thanks for coming up with that
1: <laughs> <laughs> and uh and she was like oh no we don't do that well thanks um, for trying yeah no problem so you yeah, had said to go it alone you would screw up the energy yeah, so um
0: I get that a lot.
1: So I show up at this woman's very fancy house, Ross. And oh,
0: it was at her house. Yeah. Okay.
1: It was uh, she has this this very fancy front house, which we have a picture of, but it will blur out the address. Okay. Behind that is her guest house and that's where she has her practice is mm. in her guest house, which I would live in half of her guest house very happily okay (laughs) yeah it was beautiful and she she apparently also ran a flower business so it's just covered in these like what must be like 150 dollar bouquets just everywhere wow yeah it was amazing nice yeah so sounds
0: like a nice place to put you at ease
1: definitely beautiful
0: was she remarkably attractive
1: uh, she actually, she was pretty good looking. Oh, yeah? Again, a good looking older lady. Okay. Yeah, probably in her early 50s. Something very, about pretty this
0: hypnotherapy.
1: Yeah, maybe they hypnotize the their cells not to degenerate. Or
0: they hypnotize you right upon meeting them and <laughs> <laughs> finding them extremely good looking. Maybe. I don't know. Okay, so got the so, flowers, got the nice house.
1: Yep. Yeah, so she had me fill out um, this paperwork. It's just some like basic information. A lot and of then,
0: paperwork involved in this yeah, whole thing.
1: And she had me write down exactly what I wanted out of hypnotherapy. And then Mm. as soon as I was done with that, she didn't even look at it. She closed the folder and said, so what do you want out of hypnotherapy? And I was like, God damn it. Weird. I just spent 10 minutes writing this to you. Okay. (laughs) So I told her. And my complaint was that uh, my focus and my attention have been, like, not as good. The last few months I feel more distracted. And, like, it's harder to be productive because my mind's just in 400 places. So she said, oh, okay, okay, so what do you want to be like? I was Hmm. like, well, not that. (laughs) The opposite. Yeah, well, more focused. Okay, well, what does focused mean to you? And so she was making me define my terms, which is good. But I was so, it was such micro definitions (laughs) that finally I'm just like, you know, just pulling for synonyms, you know, right. what does focused mean? Oh, um. Attentive. (laughs) Like just going through to the source. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, On task.
0: Right.
1: (laughs) So. Anyway, we talked for a really long time about my issue and what ideally my day would look like if I were the kind of person I want to be and things like that, which mm-hmm. was instructive just to talk those things out. Just no, like, uh,
0: that makes a lot of sense. Sure,
1: talking with a friend or whatever. And, uh, you know, what I really appreciated is that when she, she was asking me, you know, what would be your ideal mindset? And I said, well, honestly, I feel like, the correct answer is I'm supposed to say something like peaceful or at ease but Mm -hmm. that's not who I am (laughs) and like I
0: fair
1: enough yeah the, the thought of being completely calm actually like makes me anxious I don't like I don't like lakes. I don't like sort of calm things. I like Hmm. a lot of energy and I like doing a lot of things and I still want to be like that. I just want to be able to focus all this energy. Okay. Um, And she accepted that. I didn't really expect that from a hypnotherapist. Ah. I expected her to be like, oh, you need to learn to calm yourself.
0: Right. We're going to help you do that.
1: Right. But instead she was like, oh, well, that's fair. You know, everyone's energy is different. And so you have a lot of it. That's Uh cool. So Uh we'll just figure out how to do what works for you. We want to get the results you want. Yeah. So I appreciated that. Next. She had me take these suggestibility tests to see if I was able to be hypnotized easily. One was like a psychological test. And she had me sit across from her at her table with my side to her. And then put my arm up on the table. And a couple <laughs> times she asked me if it was comfortable to touch my chin. So I kept, kept doing that. <laughs> chin doing for you now, Ross. Yes. And uh, it's Perfect like, form. Hold yeah. On. Let
0: me take a picture of this. Oh, All sure. Right. Keep talking. Okay. Stay on focus. Um,
1: so, yeah, I'm just telling her, yes, uh huh, touching my chin feels about the same as for everybody else, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. And uh, so then she had me do that. Maybe it and... was really
0: a sobriety test or something. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Maybe. And then, this uh, girl is drunk, <laughs> and she has a lot of energy. You're right. Uh, so, she had me look out the door because, again, like now I have my side to her, mm-hmm. so she's having me look out the door away from her. Okay. And then she said, Now answer my questions while looking out at the garden. So, like, I'm not supposed to look at her, which is awkward when someone's asking sure. me questions, but sure. okay. So, I'm looking out at the garden. Oh, yes, and she said, um, Don't answer verbally. Uh, If you agree with the statement, nod. Uh, If you disagree, shake your head, no. Carrie's doing both of these things right now. (laughs) This is a lot like our interview with Roger where you just kept nodding. (laughs) Right, yeah.
0: Uh uh Um, (laughs) Well, you're sounding so sensible.
1: So she says, if you agree, nod. If you disagree, shake your head. And if you're not sure or you could go either way, then shrug. So. Okay, easy enough. You shrugged. I said home. Uh so <laughs> she, she said a bunch of statements and you know, much like a lot of psychological tests, a lot of them are just rewording the same thing. Yeah. Sure. But a lot of them were things that I would call like extrovert introvert questions. Oh
0: like are you energized by other people being around?
1: Yeah, that sort of stuff. Are you are you comfortable starting a conversation in a group of people? Huh. And then there were some that I could see why they would be indicative of suggestibility. Like, can you picture such and such if Mm. I ask you to? Mm -hmm. Um, Or if someone else tells you about the feeling of being warm, do you get warm? And all those things, I was, like, very responsive of, like, yes, immediately. And that Mm -hmm. seemed to please her. Mm. (laughs) And then she did... Um, physical tests of my suggestibility, which is interesting. The one that took the longest was she had me hold my hand up in front of my face with my palm to my face, and then she held all my fingers together. you going to take another picture, Ross? Yeah. Okay. As if I'm, like, gluing them together, if you will, and then release my fingers. And you know that sensation that if you hold something together and you release, it, it feels sort of magnetic. Right. So it did that and then she said you know you'll feel your fingers being a magnet and let them sort of fall where they're going to fall and then she said now your hand's magnet it's coming at your face and just let it do that don't force it just uh, like see how long it takes to do that and it was actually a very strange sensation because i hadn't smashed my hand against my face or anything which yeah. is what usually makes that feeling happen but i did start to feel like oh my uh, my hand's coming at my face am i doing that is that just gravity what is that oh, okay. what is that there Although I have to say I was in a position where
0: gravity gravity would certainly sure. be helping.
1: But eventually, like, my hand was touching my face before I expected it to.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, um, and then she went, snap, deep sleep. And, uh...
0: <laughs> <laughs> you shrugged. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I, uh... I, you know, I closed my eyes, and I did feel, you feel very sedate. This is a very mm. soothing woman, and you are going through all these, like, very soothing, slow activities. right? And so I did feel, like, really, like, oh, I take a nap. And then she had me move to this big chair, and she started doing the same sort of guided imagery kind of picture of light going through my body and then she asked me what color it was so
0: she didn't like stop to confirm whether you were really truly in this deep state she just kept moving well
1: you know she had mentioned just like your and my teacher had that they this state feels different to everybody and you might Mm. just feel completely alert and that was fine oh
0: right so I don't even if
1: she had asked it I don't know that it would have given her much information
0: that's true I guess the idea seems to be that you're opening up kind of Going past that conscious part of your brain and speaking directly to that 88% subconscious.
1: Exactly. So you're implanting new ideas into your subconscious so that now they'll just be there for you to pull from. That rational to...
0: mind to block them. Exactly. And then later on when the voting happens, they will have inserted a lot of positive or negative responses.
1: You got it, Ross.
0: Hey, I'm a good student. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, she she had me picture the light going through my body, just as you described, mm-hmm. um, and she asked me what color it was, and I said white. That was just the first light like, color that came to me.
0: That's all the colors what, put together.
1: It's true. Imagine if it's a black. <laughs> it's <laughs> a black, black went, light, you know, you know like,
0: yeah. <laughs> with a, a poster next to it. Uh, there's it a lava well. lamp. <laughs> yeah.
1: um, but she... <laughs> she asked me, you know, to feel the light going down my body and at first I, you know, I'm picturing it, Mm -hmm. um, but But you know, feeling it. Yeah, I'm picturing it the same way I'd picture like a drawing or something and um and then all of a sudden I thought of Carl Sagan saying, We are made of star stuff <laughs> and I felt like so tingly and like full of oh, the yeah. light, just like going down me and I it didn't even matter where it was from. I was just <laughs> like, I'm made of star stuff <laughs> and I just felt so like happy and full of it. Yeah. Not not full of it. <laughs> <laughs> with the light.
0: I, I, I got that. Yeah. It, it seems like, you know, thinking of Cosmos would be a good way to get oneself self-hypnotized, as it is. <laughs> yes. it, it has that glowy... First, to it. Yeah, exactly. Well
1: our first, you must create the universe. <laughs> but it was great. And then she also had me walk down a staircase. And, well, um, she
0: did study at that school, right? She did. Staircases do not lead to their third floor.
1: Seriously, so. <laughs> so you have to invent them.
0: Right, tell me about the staircase, though.
1: Both in the, the guided imagery thing that I had with you mm-hmm. and in my previous meditation classes that I'd done long ago, they would use those staircase imageries. And I would always picture this sort of elaborate, big, fancy staircase and feel... Not very interested in it. Mm -hmm. But this time, Ross, she said, picture a staircase. And I immediately thought, like, I've been picturing the wrong one. I haven't been picturing my staircase. Oh, you have a staircase. my staircase is a very, like, sort of rickety old church wooden, and it's spiraled.
0: Ooh. And
1: so I pictured myself basically Fancy. going down the the steps that go up to uh, the bell tower in Notre Dame, which is this very, like, rickety. Ah. Yeah, rickety That's wooden staircase. That's your own staircase. personal staircase. That's my spiral staircase.
0: staircase. Yeah. I love you more today than... That's Spiral Staircase, sorry. Oh, is that um,
1: them? Okay, I didn't even know why that was happening. Okay, (laughs) what happened to (laughs) Ross? He's
0: going to do a deep state. He's not responsive. Okay.
1: So, uh, anyway, she had me picture the person that I want to be and sort of instilled, you know, positive statements to me that... Mm -hmm. That's who I really am, and that's the best state for me. And any time that I want to go there, I can experience this feeling again. Yeah. Um, and then she counted me out of the deep state and asked me how I liked it. And she was so excited to hear how I liked it. She was very expectant. Oh, yeah? What did you think? What was it like? She was really sweet.
0: Oh, that's nice. And
1: attractive. And fairly attractive. So attractive. Fairly attractive. Um
0: attractive. And it's kind of nice. They're giving away some of their secrets and, you know, like – in telling you how you can do this to yourself.
1: Yeah, that's true. And I had told her that one of the things that I wanted was to walk away with tools, not just coming back to her. Look, you didn't Ross, write that I on have... the
0: form, though, did you? Because she wouldn't read that.
1: <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I think I did. Here's her picture, Ross. I have her um, her card.
0: Oh, yes. Very happy-looking lady. Reminds uh-huh. me a little bit of, like, Phoebe, for some reason, from Friends. From Friends. I don't know. If it's yeah, like, a little bit. It seems like she But, you know, an attractive
1: so. older lady. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: Guided imagery. Oh, she does say that there. And NLP. Do we have another limerick for <laughs> We do. We do. For our listeners? Would
1: you like to read this one?
0: Sure. This limerick is for our kindly donating listener, Thomas Gerstmeier.
1: Ooh, Thomas.
0: There once was a Gerstmeier named Thomas who lived in South Wales like a badass. He gave up a C note to help us to denote the difference between science and quacks.
1: Yay! Woohoo! Yay, Thomas! Thomas! He lives in South Wales. I wonder what his voice sounds like.
0: Oh, he should record something for us he and should. send it to us.
1: He should! Yes. Maybe we could play it.
0: We like you, Thomas. Okay. It's <laughs> like Fine. with Jesus, because he liked us first.
1: Aww. Oh. I do. All right, so I have so to she- say.
0: She was excited to hear what you thought.
1: She was, yeah, and wrapped up very nicely. Of course, she did recommend that I come back once a week, which yes. would be $600 a month. Yes. <laughs> I was like, mm, you know, I'm going to check my schedule and get back to you. Or you can
0: just live in her guest house so and get $600 <laughs> <Right>. a month.
1: <laughs> yeah, she was really, really nice. I really liked hanging out with her. Afterward, I didn't notice... That much difference in my behavior, maybe a little bit. And did she
0: say that you would have kind of immediate results?
1: You know, I have to confess, I don't think I asked that specifically.
0: And did she give you some kind of tools for like when you're feeling a bit scatterbrained, you can...
1: Nothing really concrete, just that I could go to the state anytime I want to, just Mm. sort of count myself into the state and picture myself being productive and so on. And I think I did feel a little bump in motivation maybe the next day or two, just kind of because I'd had this experience and I wanted it to work. But I wouldn't say, like, my productivity is that much increased or anything like that.
0: I've got to say, even now, like, from our introductory session and from, you know, your experience... I would say that a lot of these things are really helpful tools. Mm -hmm. You know, no matter what the underlying explanations are, I think that they really could help somebody. Yeah. Because it's a way of kind of being constantly mindful of the things that you're trying to change about yourself. Right. And I think there's a lot of things we can change about ourselves.
1: Yeah, it seems like the only things that I would call out about it are like one, this sort of language built around it that make it sound like yeah they're doing something special when maybe you could kind of do this in a lot of different ways right and the other thing that makes this really complicated to talk about is that With a lot of these alternative modalities, will come away saying, maybe that works, but probably by the power of suggestion. Mm -hmm. But in this case, all they're claiming is the power of suggestion. Right. That's kind of the entire enterprise. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think it is working by placebo effect, and admittedly so. Yeah. (laughs) And that's kind of a funny place to be. All right, so then you, Ross, you took a little journey that I didn't go on.
0: Right. So they'd been asking us if we wanted to take a tour of this institute where they're offering these. classes. So they called me back a couple times and asked me, oh, are you still interested in this? And I said, yeah, sure. And uh, so I went after work just tonight before I came here to record. All
1: right. You and, were late because of it.
0: Uh, Yes. Right. Hopefully, yeah. Uh, hypnosis can help with that. (laughs) So I get up there. They're ready for me. They have me fill out more paperwork, of course, because this whole enterprise is just paperwork up the wazoo. So I fill out three pages on why I want to become a hypnotherapist. Ah. So so yeah, they only want to give you this tour if they think that you're actually going to become part of the school. They're running
1: a business, sure.
0: Just fairly honestly answering all these questions, you know, just kind of saying, well, I haven't really decided at this point, but you know, it's not an impossibility. So this lady, Marie, is waiting for me and she's going to be my tour guide. But she actually, Read my form. Ah. Yeah, so she she read through it and she said, "Oh, very good." So I learned a little bit later that they have classes in uh, handwriting analysis. Ah. Yeah, and you know I, you know I look very smart. I said, ah, graphology. She's like, ah, very good. Yes. <laughs> um, but then I was like, uh oh, I've already written stuff for you. She's like, yes, actually. She's I-
1: like, speaking of which, you're schizophrenic. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: No, actually, she did start to kind of like read from my application. She's like, yeah, actually, I noticed you are very reserved as you're filling out this front part with your basic information, very clean print. But then you became more freeform as you were answering questions, which is great, which means you're conversational. And she was, okay. yeah, she was starting to go into that stuff. There are video screens everywhere. And and they do a lot of recording. She showed me the section where they have their kind of video lab. And they record a lot of their content going way back to the 60s and 70s oh, when wow. it started. Yeah, it started in like uh, 1968. So then she brought me over to the other section, which we didn't go into the first time, that had all the actual like rooms. And so she was showing me all of the 12 rooms they have. And they all look identical, the same furniture in them. It's a little desk. There's a kind of a plush leather chair in front of it, a more simple chair on the client side where you have your first cognitive session and kind of talk about what you hope to achieve and all those questions. And then they have that nice little recliner chair that you go over to that you lay in for the hypnosis part of it. So she was showing me that and she was saying, you know, do have your cell phone on silent, right? Good, because we don't want any noises interfering. You notice when the door closes, we never open the door, even in an earthquake. She said, once I had a patient who was in an earthquake, and she kind of woke up and said, oh, isn't that an earthquake? And I said, oh, no, that's just the trucks outside.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Whoa.
0: Yeah, as we're wandering down the hallway, I'm like, what's this? <laughs> noise and it turns out it's these little white noise it's generators
1: a, it's a large librarian
0: right <laughs> Exactly. <He's> like
1: <"Shh." laughs>
0: he just does that all day uh after she'd finished showing me around she said i'm going to take you to one of my offices and we can uh, talk more about the program she started going over the curriculum and saying here's what you would do for the first month you'd be taking these classes and these classes and overall it's a one-year course and they just have a huge range of things that they offer they like
1: have. what ross
0: They have Ericksonian hypnosis.
1: Oh, do they?
0: Hypnotic regressions, dream therapy, hypnotic extinction of fears and phobias, Capucinian hypnosis, hypnodiagnostic tools, medical model of hypnosis, practice, law, and ethics. They wanted to make sure that with this great... Power, you had great responsibility. Sure. Physical and emotional sexuality, child hypnosis. Well, should... That's
1: interesting that you would even need to hypnotize a child because if they're under eight, you're already talking to their subconscious, right?
0: Mm, right. Yeah. <laughs> right. You're directly inputting into right. that bottom 88%. Good point. Thank you. Sexual dysfunction, crisis intervention, defense mechanisms.
1: God, sexual dysfunction. That's got to be so embarrassing to go to a hypnotherapist.
0: Well, I guess you got to do that if you go to a doctor, too.
1: Yeah, somehow it seems worse, though, because they're just going to like, talk you through it oh so, right yeah you gonna have to
0: picture steroids. it and all that. Yeah, yeah yeah
1: picture yourself uh potent
0: right it's working doctor
1: <laughs> <laughs> might work for you with that one lady oh <laughs> <laughs>
0: so uh they were saying that a lot of their people are people trying to quit smoking they said that uh weight loss is their bread and butter and she said because and she's waiting for <laughs> because, me to finish this because it's
1: bread i said
0: because they like bread and butter <laughs>
1: <Did> <laughs> So much alike, right?
0: <laughs> she laughed and said, no, because, you know, we get a lot of money from that. But yeah, they, they have things for substance abuse, hypnoanesthesia. Well, that was something she said that, like, she had helped a woman get through the birthing process just under hypnosis without any...
1: Anesthesia. Oh, right. My goodness. I think our, our instructor at that class that we went to together mentioned that too.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. yeah and we that... looked
1: at each other suspiciously. That's
0: a bold claim. Well, one that really stood we out. We should
1: test that. I'll get pregnant, mm-hmm. then go get the anesthesia, see if it's painful.
0: So anyways, yeah, she was touting all the classes and kind of telling me how I would take them. And she said during that time, I could pick somebody and get free hypnosis sessions with them. Oh, okay. From one of their instructors. We know who I would pick.
1: (laughs) The pretty lady. (laughs) The
0: pretty lady. I asked her a couple questions. Like I said, what would be something that someone would come in asking for that you would turn them away and say, actually, no, that's not something we do.
1: Oh, great question. What'd she say?
0: She said, great question. (laughs) And then she said, part of our ethics instruction is that, you know, we learn when somebody says, for example, I'm depressed, We have to ask a certain amount of questions to determine if that's, you know, clinical depression, Mm -hmm. something that really needs to be treated with a different field of specialty, or if we can handle it. And we will pass those cases along, and sometimes they will refer others to us, sometimes we will refer to them. It's very back and forth between us and the professional uh, the medical establishment yeah so that was all very encouraging that was great um and then she was you know making references to you know this being an alternative modality and I said mm-hmm. oh so you would include this as alternative medicine and she said well yeah well we don't inject anything in anybody okay <laughs> well okay that's not no. exactly the definition but you know right. like when I think no, of alternative this is medicine a psychologist. right yeah exactly exactly and that was my point point. and I said you know when I think of alternative therapies i think of homeopathy or acupuncture and she said yeah yeah we'd fall into that category okay okay she was happy to own that another thing i asked her was she was saying well people don't change you know it's always the same situation always the same people i said well that's true but i uh, that if me... you
1: got it right the first time. Yeah, exactly. And I said,
0: well, what would you say, like, in the last 40 years, what would you name as, like, a scientific discovery that's changed the way that hypnosis is done? And that kind of took her back. She kind of hemmed and hawed a bit, and she mentioned some of the new approaches that they had within hypnosis. But really, it was just people kind of providing new ways to ask questions, to provide imagery, to analyze the language. Another thing I asked her was, what about, you know, like, false memories, do you believe ah,
1: in, very important, yeah.
0: Yeah, do you believe in, you know, being able to implant a fake memory or something that's maybe taken from popular media or suggestion? And she said very adamantly, oh yeah, we definitely say no current regression like no like current life regression i guess ah. so it's okay to jump into previous lives but not this one don't go back to childhood
1: and you know when i took my therapy session she said uh, in her paperwork it said something similar mm-hmm. cuz i re- i always read all the warnings it said something like i acknowledge that any thoughts or memories that come up during this session may or may not be the invention of my own imagination very
0: good okay yeah. because yeah there's certainly a lot of room for damage to be done absolutely um you know there've been Cases where women falsely remember their fathers abusing them, right. or other relatives. And, and men, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a powerful yeah. mechanism. Yeah. it really can implant a very real memory yeah. Yeah. in someone's That's mind.
1: called uh, iatrogenic memory syndrome, if anyone wants to look
0: it up. So when she was done with her introduction of the coursework... She said, and now we're going to go talk to Mr. Nick, and he's going to, you know, talk to you about the financial side of things. So, again, she wasn't making the hard sell. He uh, immediately started putting in all my information. He was asking me some of the same questions I'd already put in the form. And,
1: <laughs> that's, the, that's the theme.
0: And as she passed off my application to him, she said, oh... We found someone here who is an excellent candidate, and he asks all the right questions.
1: Uh, See, mm-hmm. and uh, I bet they say that to nobody else. No,
0: I think I was the first one because he looked really <laughs> shocked and surprised by that. <laughs>
1: he was like, "You usually Fair. bring people and say this guy's a fail."
0: Fine. <laughs> no good point Um, yeah like when she was reading my initial application like they had asked a question like why do you think that now now is in all caps is a good time to increase your education
1: Uh, and And, you were like because next year is 2012 and we will all die
0: yeah and uh, no no actually my response was (laughs) that would have been a good one Uh, it was you know when's not a good time to be learning and she's like that's the right answer (laughs) yeah so this Nick fellow walked me through the finances of it and said, okay, well, you can take this whole course, and uh, it'll be like 15000 something or other, but we have all Whoa. these. Yeah, well, over, you know, it's a year-long course, and then you're certified, but, you know, you can apply for this federal aid and this federal aid, and he wanted to know my income and everything. You're saying, okay, well, you'd only qualify for this, but then you can apply for these loans, which you don't have to start paying back until six months after the classes are done. And you'll be making, you know, a lot of good money from doing these therapy sessions. And they were telling me, it's like they said between 60 to to $120, even while you're a student, you could be charging oh, wow. for these classes. So, so then she was saying, well, so if you're doing, you know, four sessions a week you're raking in $500. Right. So so there you go, everybody. This could be a good line of work for you. (laughs) Definitely. If you you ask slightly inquisitive questions, have a nice personable manner, you could become a hypnotherapist.
1: Or at least get into the school.
0: Get into the school, indeed. It seemed like something that you could kind of do as a secondary career, and they were very much encouraging me to do it. But even with Nick, it wasn't too hard of a sell. Mm -hmm. He was still acknowledging that, you know, I needed to talk this over with my wife and, you know, maybe get back to him and find a good time in my life to do it.
1: So before we go into our rankings... Oh,
0: I could really use some poetry right now.
1: I know what you mean, Ross. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you just get that hankering for a limerick for David Hewitt.
0: Oh, yes.
1: There once was a hermit named Dave who spent 40 years in a cave. (laughs) And when he came out, he was heard to shout, My hair has a permanent wave! Oh, that's for you, Dave.
0: Thank you, Dave. Yes,
1: thank you, Dave. And all
0: of our generous listeners.
1: Yes, yes, all of them. And our future generous listeners yes. who are gonna run to donate right after this.
0: At onopodcast.com. At
1: onopodcast.com.
0: If they donate, they too could have a limerick written about yes. them. If they donate fifty dollars,
1: then what'll they get, Ross?
0: A limerick with their very own name
1: Another limerick, okay.
0: Haiku. Oh, a haiku! You can also request there we go. a haiku. Yeah, you
1: know what? Yeah, with your donation, let us know if you'd rather have a limerick or a haiku.
0: You can be the first haiku. There you go.
1: Looking back over our experience with hypnosis and hypnotherapy, mm-hmm. what would you give it on a pseudoscience rating where 10 is something totally pseudoscientific-like? I don't know. You're made of goat sperm.
0: Oh, why do you say such things? I know, it's so gross. It's insane. Um, what would one be?
1: One is something completely scientific-like.
0: Like gravity or the theory yeah, of evolution? The theory of evolution. Oh my gosh, that, yeah. that's almost too scientific.
1: <laughs> that's off the chart. <laughs>
0: right. Oh boy, I'm going to give this lower on the scale than I think I would have beforehand. Mm-hmm. Because okay. I, I think... A lot of these techniques really would be helpful to people. Um, I think the underlying explanations are perhaps misguided, misleading, but they're not too heavily emphasized. Okay. Like you don't have to believe that stuff, mm-hmm. uh, even in angels or past lives, to have it be effective. So.
1: Da, 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 da.
0: A four.
1: Oh, that's what I was thinking. What? I really what? Was. High five! All right. That's awesome. High four.
0: High five. All right. <laughs> Let's try High it. Four. There we go. Ow! Oh. <laughs> Doesn't a make hole a hole noise. Okay.
1: Um, yeah. No, I'd give it a four two It's. I mean, it's definitely making the scale. Yeah. Because I feel like, like I said, a lot of these things could be done in in other ways without all the complicated language.
0: Right. But Carrie, what about the pocket drainer value? I mean, you had to pay for a, a session.
1: Now, we should differentiate between getting a session or many sessions and becoming a hypnotherapist yourself. Right. But um, from my perspective as a client, I would say it's very pocket draining. It's, yeah. it's ridiculously so. And the fact that I was recommended to take four sessions a month. It seems to be really extravagant yeah i would hope because the woman that i ran into was so kindly that she wouldn't recommend that of someone who wasn't able to do that because when i said oh I, I can't afford to come every week she said that's totally understandable mm-hmm. but i could see how someone could be very easily taken advantage of i would put the pocket trader value very high maybe 7.8 oh okay yeah
0: well, yeah i didn't have to uh put out money for an actual therapy session or for anything really, like mm-hmm. you know they had the free class, which was nice. And they have more. To but, of t-
1: course, that's just one particular school.
0: Right. And and then, you know, they do want you to. Yeah, that's true. That is this particular school. But judging by that, becoming a hypnotherapist is actually, for a line of study and a career, not too bad. Okay. Um, and you could apply for grants, and they walk you through that whole process. So if you want to earn money on the side, it actually might be a viable way to do it. And, and it also might be cheaper than taking regular therapy or on par with that. Mm-hmm. I think it could be helpful mm-hmm. on a certain level because it just gives you tools and how to uh, get through life. So I'm not gonna give it too high on that scale. I'm gonna say five.
1: Okay so five, so maybe five as a student and a bit more as a client.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. All
1: right, How about the creepiness rating where 10 is something very, very creepy, like you're eating porridge and Martians bust through your window and take you on their spaceship?
0: Oh, no. It's pretty creepy. Do I even get to bring the porridge? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Well, it's somewhere in the 10 range. Okay.
1: Yes, but the porridge has become radioactive.
0: Oh, no. Oh, that's horrible. Rock in a hard place. That's pretty creepy. Very creepy. Okay, and one is.
1: Not at all creepy. Like giving a a dog. (laughs) (laughs) A scarf.
0: Okay, all right. One is a scarf. Okay, Mm -hmm. well, between scarf and aliens busting in with radioactive (laughs) soup, I'm going to give this a three... I don't think it's too creepy. I mean, there's a lot of this kind of, you know, imagery and stuff, but nothing's making me fearful or worried or Mm -hmm. particularly creeped out. Yeah. How about you?
1: I think about the same. I would raise it perhaps if I knew more about this like past life regression business.
0: Okay. I could see
1: that becoming kind of creepy pretty fast, but since we didn't partake of that and sort of have to, by necessity, leave it out of the equation, I would say, yeah, 2 or 3. 2.6. All right,
0: Carrie. Well, what would you give this on a danger rating where... You know, 10 is something incredibly dangerous, like you're on the edge of a cliff and you're holding on, but there's somebody stomping on your fingers with heels. And one (laughs) is something not very dangerous, like, you know, sitting in your car while it's parked on a deserted road
1: all right well i want to be cognizant of something that one of our our listeners wrote in and mentioned that uh that stuck with me and i think this was after our mormonism journey okay which is that we have to remember that we may not be typical attendees of a lot of these things
0: mm, good point
1: so for someone like me i think the danger is definitely a one i mean there's yeah. there's no doubt that i i've had complete control of my faculties if she had said something that freaks me out i would have able to let it slide off my back mm-hmm. if she had encouraged me to do something I was uncomfortable with I would feel pretty comfortable saying no because mm-hmm. that's just the kind of person I am and perhaps I'm not that suggestible for someone else who maybe is is very willing to just sort of go along with a person of authority mm-hmm. it, it could quickly be a problem that makes it quite hard doesn't it Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I still am not worried about this right. like even if one of my friends who I reckoned was uh, you know kind of Uh, very maybe overly trusting if that person were going to go to a hypnotherapist i still don't think i'd be very worried about them i want to
0: try to talk them out of it
1: yeah probably not certainly
0: not with people from this group that we yeah from
1: the one we went to because
0: they do seem to be really on the up and up and worried about ethics and you Mm -hmm. know not implanting bad ideas or practices right people said so yeah
1: so i almost don't want to call it danger in this case but like my level of maybe a little tiny flag being raised might mm. be to a three point five.
0: Okay, that's fair because, uh, as we alluded to earlier, like you know, there could be false memories implanted, mm-hmm. and and maybe people could even take it the wrong way. You're dealing with some pretty weighty stuff here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll still say three.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, not fair. too dangerous. Uh, so Ross. Yeah, that's me. What was your favorite moment in your hypnosis experience?
0: Okay. Well, that's pretty easy. It's my dreamy teacher. <laughs> For our first session.
1: <laughs> nice. That's it. She was a nice looking lady. Yeah, she was. Do we know her name? Yeah. I mean, not that we should say it. But I do. You do? Think yeah. it. Think it and try to send it to me. I sense that it starts with a K. Did it Very start. With... Good. Did it really? Impressive. <laughs> I guess I just remembered that. Okay. Probably Okay. But I don't remember what or... it was. Anyway, usually our favorite moments are kind of funny ones, but I think In this case, it really was being filled with the white light and suddenly thinking of Carl Sagan was really nice. And I just had such a nice feeling like, oh, that's right. I am made of stars. That's (laughs) really fucking cool.
0: If we can leave you with anything today. Think of that.
1: You're made of star stuff.
0: Well, that's it for our show. Our producer is Ian Kramer.
1: I like how you said that, Ross. That's it for our show, because they might go out and listen to someone else's.
0: Well, I should hope so. You yeah. know, We don't want to dominate all Listen to other people's
1: shows, but not with the same religiosity that you listen to ours.
0: Certainly not the same passion or enthusiasm. Right. Reserve that for Absolutely. us. Absolutely. <laughs> Please.
1: <laughs> so, by the way, our theme music was written by Brian Keith Dalton of Mr. Deity fame. Ooh. and I know. And you can go to MrDeity.com to see the latest shenanigans of the worst god you've ever met.
0: Big. Big thanks to the Center for Inquiry Los Angeles for hosting us. Check out cfiwest.org for the Center's upcoming talks and events. And remember that the views expressed here are our own and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Center for Inquiry or its affiliates.
1: Mm-mm. And you can find us on the web at onopodcast.com or facebook.com slash onrac. And be sure to check out our pictures by liking us.
0: But before we go, remember... You are made of star stuff.
1: And you're full of it.